0: Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in.
1: You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Nicole Ackman's interview with the star from Mr. Malcolm's List, Zoe Ashton.
2: Miss
3: Dalton, it is common knowledge you have been cast into this world without fortune or prospects. It is my desire to have you as my wife. I am greatly honored by your offer, but I cannot accept. This offer will not be extended a second time. Third, actually. Out (laughs) of my way, idiot, please. My dearest, Selina, will you come visit me in London? I promise you will be well entertained. I need your assistance. There is a gentleman, Mr. Malcolm. He humiliated me. No. (laughs) I then found out he had a list. You have a list of qualifications for a bride. I would love for Mr. Malcolm to receive the comeuppance he deserves. Plus, it could be rather fun. If we present you as the perfect woman, then he discovers he does not meet the requirements on your list. That would be a perfect sort of poetic justice.
0: Mr. Malcolm, there's someone Um, I want to introduce you to. Miss Selina Dalton. I'm very pleased to make your acquaintance. Perhaps you might join me for a tour of the picture gallery.
3: Most certainly have a reputation.
4: Is that the famous Mr. Malcolm? Do you know him?
0: And do you believe this description of me? He was very impressed by her wit and humor.
3: I must be near sighted.
0: May I assist?
3: Selina,
4: it is working.
0: Why did you come to London, Miss Dalton?
4: Because I was lonely.
0: I was lonely too before you came.
4: Your list is a shield. You do not want to give your heart to a woman unworthy. It gives us hope, and hope is a good thing.
0: Perhaps I am mistaken in thinking hope a useless thing.
3: You're being blinded by his intelligent conversation and devastatingly handsome good looks.
1: What?
0: You thought to humiliate Malcolm, and you end up presenting him with the perfect wife, and that must sting. Wish me luck, old boy. I don't think you'll meet it
2: it's time to show malcolm your list i do not think mr malcolm is the man you think he is
0: seems you have been deceiving me from the beginning
3: love cannot be planned so carefully it will
4: stir things up a bit that is part of its charm
2: hi nicole hi thank you so much for chatting with me today
3: it's my pleasure
2: so to start i wanted to before getting involved with this film what was your sort of experience with Regency Romance you know had you read Jane Austen or watched Bridgerton or anything like that?
3: Yeah so I you know uh, I was an avid reader as a child and so grew up reading Jane Austen you know the Bronte sisters and just having like so many, like so many people who enjoy those books, just having a real uh, connection to this, like fighting for marriage, for love instead of position, and you know, I think that's one of the big themes that kind of comes out of those novels. And something as, as yeah, something as a woman that kind of follows you throughout your life, you know, that societal expectation versus your internal desire, and um, the themes just get bigger and bigger and bigger, I think, as you live more of your life. So uh, I would say I, my entry point was was the books and my own imagination. And then, like many people, was obsessed with 1994's Emma. It just really had that fantastic blend that hopefully our movie has too of, of the rom-com and the Regency era, two genres that just seem to complement each other so well because of the romantic themes of of that literature and, uh, and of that time. So, yeah, I, I, I would say those were kind of my two real entry points. And um, Persuasion is another one of my absolute favourites, and I can't wait to see the new interpretation of Persuasion. So I think whenever the books are being translated literally I get very excited and there's now this more Jane Austen flavoured genre that we're exploring which I'm also really loving because it seems to be giving license to much more um uh, much more inclusivity throughout casting, much more much more fun to be had with the historical inaccuracies of costume and hairstyles as per something like Bridgerton, you know, so I feel like there's a new interpretation that's very exciting and um, I'm really proud to be part of that journey.
2: That's amazing. I also was very much reminded of film adaptations of Emma by this film and sort of how it blends the comedy with the, you know, Regency era romance, which I think is fantastic.
3: <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, Julia is quite Emery in her yeah. in her way, right? Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: That was something that I wasn't I don't think conscious of all the time, but um certainly having now watched the film. That's a lovely comparison <laughs> to make.
2: Absolutely. So what first drew you to this project? Well,
3: I got a phone call and um, I had to make a decision very quickly about doing this film um, because two other fantastic actresses weren't able to uh, do it. (laughs) I have no ego sharing that whatsoever (laughs) because um, this is how filmmaking goes. You know, it's a it's an intricate process. And um, uh, what's wonderful is, is how ensemble this movie is. You know, it was it was really about getting the ensemble right. And that flew off the page as soon as I read it. It kind of felt like a four weddings and a funeral kind of energy, you know, between all the characters and how different they are and how contrasting and buzzy their relationships all are. So I loved that intersection between sort of rom-com and Regency off the bat. And then I just thought, wow, this is a really complex uh, point to meet uh, a Regency woman at, in this script, four seasons without a match, the mum starting to give the side eye, the expectations of the society starting to build, and yet she still doesn't want to give up on her dream of finding true love. so that really struck me, and then I was really struck by actually Julia's bad choices. <laughs> I love the protagonist element of her that comes out throughout the story and the humbling ending that she has, which actually leads her to finding the love of her life. You know, it's her her flaws that lead her to to Henry. And I think that's a lovely message. And I I have a very huge passion and intentionality for supporting underrepresented first time filmmakers. So, you know, this is Emma's first feature. And there's something I feel very proud of, uh, uh, you know, in terms of that. And then the cast is just so fantastic. So There's a lot of green flags for this script.
4: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? Dot .com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living, available to buy now wherever books are sold.
0: Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads,
2: You know, when you were creating the character of Julia, was there anything that you were inspired by in terms of other characters or sort of, you know, do you connect to her in any ways?
3: I do. You know, it's always, it's always fun as someone who doesn't have uh, much of a, uh, um, I'm not a very guarded person. And so to play someone who has that guard up was very, very fun because it leads her so astray you know because <laughs> <laughs> she actually underneath it is, a, is someone like the, all of us who just desperately wants to be loved and seen and so uh, kind of walking the line between someone who is is guarded and yet vulnerable was really was really joyful actually someone who's extremely high society but also makes mistakes <laughs> lots of them <laughs> Uh, so, social faux pas are kind of her <laughs> yeah. thing so there were just lots there was so much duality to her that there was always a way I could find myself or lose myself depending on the scenario
2: Amazing What was the biggest challenge in making this film for you?
3: Covid yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a boring thing to say but honestly on this on this junket I feel like I truly am representing the extremely hardworking crew that we had in Dublin, Ireland, where we shot the film um, everyone doing their best work from behind a mask was very challenging. And to create something as light as this movie on the back of the trauma that we'd all faced for the, you know, the preceding year and year or so was um, was real. And so I'm I'm just so I'm so proud of the, the cast and crew that have come together in this really communal way to make something escapist and, and joyful.
2: Was there anything in the film that whenever you got to watch it sort of surprised you maybe about somebody else's performance or scenes that you weren't in uh, as opposed to just reading the script?
3: Oh, that's such a good question. Because freedom and shopping were so much in isolation when they were doing their scenes, like seeing the love build between them was really satisfying and was, um, yeah, the kind of the, the heart of the movie that none of us had been party to. That, that was a lovely surprise. And I think also, just how quirky everyone is. <laughs> I was so glad that everyone's quirkiness within the ensemble really read. And and gives that contemporary edge to the to the genre. So yeah, those two things probably the most
2: amazing. And then just to wrap up, if Julia was going to be friends with a Jane Austen character, who do you think she would be friends with? <laughs> oh, brilliant question, Nicole! <laughs> oh
3: goodness me, <laughs> I'm sorting through them now. <laughs> I think Lizzie. I think Lizzie Bennet would be too. I don't know, too dry for her. <laughs> but saying that there are so many crossovers with Selena and, and Elizabeth, but if I had to choose one for myself, Emma would be too intimidating. They'd be too similar. Yeah. <laughs> like that,
2: right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness me. Do you know
3: what? I think it might be a guy. Mm. I wonder, you know, because I love the relationship between Julia and Cassie in this movie. Yes. and he really reminds me sometimes of um, of lovely Knightley. In Emma. I can
2: definitely see that. <laughs>
3: yes, uh, he's kind of more quirky, quirky Knightley. So I would say probably that. Probably that, that
2: wonderful. I love that. That's a great answer. I'd love to see them together.
3: <laughs> yes, me too. And she'd be like, oh God, I hope he doesn't fall in love with it And he just yeah. wouldn't be falling in love with her at all. She'd be projecting onto him.
1: <laughs> amazing.
2: Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited for more people to see this movie because it is so, so fun and so exciting to see, you know, new stories being told in this genre.
3: Thank you so much Nicole. That means a lot. Really does. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Nicole Ackman's interview with one of the stars from the new film, Mr. Malcolm's List, Zowie Ashton, here on The Next Best Picture podcast. Mr. Malcolm's List will be released theatrically by Bleecker Street in the United States on July 1st. You have been listening to The Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also